You know you're created for more. Now let's do something about it. Welcome to Project You, the space for you to embrace the I can, I will philosophy and finally start making progress towards your goals, your dreams, and your desires. Be kind, supportive, and remember every day that the blueprint for you is within. I'm Cami Craig. Today, let's work on Project You. Hey, you guys, welcome to Project You with Cami Craig. I'm ecstatic right now because of the weather that we've been experiencing. I know we're all different, and I'm not saying that I don't love the sun and the warm weather and the spring and the blossom and and the and the sand between my toes. Don't get me wrong whatsoever. I have the coolest uh, sporting events during the spring and summer months. However, there's something very, very beautiful in my heart for the winter season. And I sit here with raw emotion right now. I'm like, really, what is it, Cam? And and I think it's my childhood. I think it's the, the, the joy that was felt between my brother and I and my parents uh, during this time when, when the snow fell hard back in the day. I remember being, being literally snowed in. We couldn't even practically get out of the house and, um, you know, into the roads rather and into town. But um, we would just build snowmen. My mom and dad would, would cut my dad's wranglers in half and we would just like build this crazy snowman and also clothe it um we would go sledding behind our horses we would be adventurous and vivacious uh even in the winter months and i remember my brother just being crazy running around naked in our front and backyard in the snow and and just being freezing and then going inside and feeling the the fire that my dad had made and cuddling up with our blankets and still kind of feeling that frostbite <laughs> from from not having the right gloves or in in the wrong gear and whatnot and it just brought joy you know and so here I am in in this season of life and and of course those those feelings get called back upon and and you enjoy them and then you do your best to recreate them right and especially if you have kids or nephews or nieces you're just like let's go out and do the thing um but I'm a woman of season, which is another reason why I reside in Reno, Nevada, for everyone that doesn't know that. And I, I love Reno, Nevada because it is so seasonal. We have hard winters. Uh, sometimes they've been a little puny lately, but we've had hard winters. We have beautiful springs to the summer, to the fall and autumn. And it's a reminder of what all the seasons represent and, and what they what they bring to our life and how they can remind us that life is the way it is even in the winter. Um, I, I, re I remember thinking back long ago that winter is kind of the time to prepare, right? And to, to collect and to also recover <laughs> from, from things. And I know this, those three words can be blocked into different seasons of our life as well, but I, I rejoice in noticing that the winter is is where the, the hardship is too and where you have to hunker down and get real cold because you got to go outside right to to see the snow you got to go outside if you want to play with it and, and it's going to be cold it's going to be tough but um, it's 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 
pretty magnificent. It's pretty beautiful when you see the kindness, which is the snow, right? Just covering everything so beautifully, so de delicately. And, and, and know that this is worth celebrating because it is so different. And we don't see it every day. I mean, how many times do we get to walk outside and just see the blanket of snow laying laying on our floor and, and the reflection to the sky and the moon and the stars and, and it's almost too bright. You know, it's, it's so uncommon. So I think that's another reason why I do rejoice in it. And I, I saw this quote when I was researching our topic today and taking notes and all, and it was from George Martin nothing burns like the cold, <laughs> you know, and it's so true. We could, at least for me, I can get stinking frigid and I am just shivering under my covers and burning, you know, and, or like I said, if you go outside and feel the, feel the snow without the right gloves or no gloves at all, you're going to feel the burn. Uh, but I do, I do recognize the season and I, and I, I do know that every winter has its spring you know, and that's why I do enjoy it because I know that if we're preparing now and we're recovering now, we're going to jump into spring soon. It's three months away, you know, and so I I like to see the depth of, of that and I like to rejoice in that and and I'm just going to flow with this because of course today I wake up and I look at one of my girlfriend's devotionals. And she always is re, re, habitual about posting this, you know, and I really enjoy it because it's my, it's my, one of my many minutes in prayer. It's one of my many minutes in meditation, but I, I woke up to this, give up the illusion that you deserve a problem free life. Part of you is still hungering for resolution of all difficulties. This is false hope. As I told my disciples in the world, you will have trouble. Link your hope not to a problem solving in this life, but to the promise of eternity of problem-free life in heaven. Instead of seeking perfection in this fallen world, pour your energy into seeking him, which he is the perfect one, right? And, and we are the ones in progress and, and we knew and we know that we're not going to be perfect. And even in this season of cold, right? And some people don't even like this season. And that reminds me of the seasons that I just, cringed over you know the ones that make me burn and, and make me feel sour and and the taste is unsettled in in my mouth and I don't like it right and and I just get reminded by these by these minutes that I spend in 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 my awakening and I and I want to dwell right in in the season of hardship and and recovery and and you know for preparation of the winter but I'm I'm less interested in that knowing that my life is not going to be problem free here um and i need to i need to rejoice in in responding better you know in in the hardship and in our preparation and in the recovery and i'm i'm here with you today and i'm trusting that we are here in this season for a reason and that's just how the cookie crumbles and it's it's shown up over and over and over again you know i i i know that segueing into a different season is fun and it's exciting because it's oh my gosh like a breath of fresh air and oh my gosh so hopeful and oh my gosh that's over um 
and and a season could be could be here in a day that's it and that's the cool part about it the anticipation of of the ride of life you know so us responding uh, more better is is probably the in for us as humans to be progressively our better self um it's it's the right thing you know and and i know that you know this too but every single person in this world is wounded every single person in this world is struggling in their own chapter in their own season in unique way really and if you can allow yourself to completely and utterly see that alone you will be open to the door of unlimited compassion and love which by default will lead you to genuine and authentic forgiveness which is the beautiful setup and the beautiful segue to announcing our topic today which is compassion and also with compassion why is it so hard to be compassionate to others you know I, I, I know this because it's a thing in life right now. It's, it's, it's so hard because we're so broken, right? Every single one of us in this world really is struggling and wounded in our own way. And, and it's hard to see past that. But if we can truly see past it and see that alone, like, gosh, everyone's fighting their own battle, then that really truly does open up the door to the unlimited compassion that is really installed in your heart. But you want to be bitter. You want to be resentful because that feels good too, right? That feels like it's supposed to be. Uh, but when you're asking yourself to move forward, you also ask yourself, how? How am I supposed to move forward? How am I supposed to be this man? How am I supposed to be this woman? when i'm i'm not i'm not feeling the compassion i'm not feeling the empathy be because you know and we all have our story so as we're journaling through project you and if you don't have your journal and you're listening in your car maybe you can go home and get this raw emotion uh with yourself today because this is very very important to learn and to practice on how to move forward and how to be compassionate even though you don't want to be because it's hard because of the bitterness and resentment. But but like I said um, a, a couple minutes ago about sometimes, you know, we get we get trapped because we don't we don't really truly understand that everyone is wounded and struggling and battling around us. But once we do know the default, like literally the default to that is that you will be able to genuinely live a compassionate life and also authentically be able to forgive yourself and also others, which is part of moving forward. It's beautiful. And I, I learned and I learned and I learned and I learned and it didn't sink in until recently about looking into your own heart, discovering what gives you pain. This is truly one of my exercises that I've had to do to really embody myself with compassion and more compassion. And, and you guys already know, like I am a very optimistic person. I'm a very goal-oriented person. I'm a very driven person, uh, but I fall short 
sometimes and being compassionate because of the pain that I have felt. And I, I would say, I would claim that I am a very compassionate person, but I'm just going to be real with you. Falling short is part of who I am as well. And it sucks. Uh, I, would, I would like to fall short less. I know that I'm not going to be this perfect being like I shared in, in the devotional that I just read from my girlfriend, but this is part of the growth is looking into your own heart to discover what gives you pain. What gives you pain, Rebecca? What gives you pain, Stacy? What gives you pain? And then you have to refuse it. Under any circumstance whatsoever, to inflict that pain onto somebody else is an absolute no. 100% an absolute no. And if you listen to that podcast that I just dropped last week, which was, is he cheating? That was personal. Obviously, you guys, um, Project U is, is a place where we can share stories. This is a place where we can be authentically ourselves and also beautiful and also vulnerable. And that is scary. I have never been this open in my whole life. It makes me want to tear up right now because... I never knew that, you know, this, my story was going to be this and I didn't want it to be because my script said otherwise. However, life circumstances, life experiences, uh, uh, give us this and you either choose empathy and compassion or you choose resentment and bitterness. And I have chosen to have Jesus Christ in my heart. I have chosen to, to, embody myself with with more the light in this world even though I know I will fall short but I've 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 chosen this and I know that I'm discovering that oh my gosh that was such crazy pain that I felt but I'm not going to be a victim to it we are going to find victory in this pain and that's just the way the 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 life sorts out for us as well. The universe is going to continue to throw you the curveballs, continue to throw you the the tests until you pass. And I promise you, in all areas of my life, financially, spiritually, uh, in my motherhood, in my sisterhood, in my marriage, in ev- in my career, everything I've been I've been tested, and I have had really, really, really cool girlfriends in my life. I called them my golden girls. And some of them are so brutally honest that it's one of those things where you just shake your head and you're like, oh my gosh, that truth hurts so much. But if I didn't hear it from her, you know, I wouldn't be able to face this curveball right now or this fastball right now, which are the tests. And, And finally, when you hear that, you're like, you know what? I have to go up to bat to this. I can't just keep acting like it's not happening. It's happening, you guys. And and we'll get into uh, golden girls and lack of trust with girlfriends at a later date. But um, staying, staying in topic of being compassionate and why is it so hard to be compassionate and also in the same light moving forward, this is the formula, I believe, that has helped me so much is looking in my own heart, discovering what gives me pain, refusing the crap out of it, and under no circumstance whatsoever, may I inflict that same pain on someone else because it's not fair. 
you know, and as, as we, as we want to live in more compassion, we see through the illusion, okay, that we have total control over our actions and acknowledging the truth that we are limited, right? We are imperfect beings, literally so imperfect, so broken, so wounded, so, so torn, right? And, and we're impacted that way by the things that we have little and also no control over. And, and as I'm researching and really endeavoring in, in the brain and the function and the trauma and all these things, um, I've also learned a lot about our genetics, you know, early family history, our cultures, and of course, what I've already shared before, our life experiences. The reason authentic compassion is so hard is that we truly embody a response to suffering which is either to flee, right, to fight it, <laughs> or to find a quick cure. Those are the things that I've done to, to um, flee, or not flee, but to resist this authentic compassion. And the reason why it's so hard to embrace the authentic compassion, because you just want to fight or flight, you know, or you just want a quick fix. And, and that's not part of moving forward. Part of moving forward is really embodying yourself in, in, the, in the season, in the preparation, right, to celebrate the blossom later. And I know this because I see this all the time with, with just driving and seeing people of hardship on the road and on, on the side of the road, which is our homeless community, right? The next time you see a homeless person on the street, and I'm kind of talking about if you doubt that, you know, if you doubt the, the statement that I just made, I want you to ask yourself and, and, and remember this. The next time that you see a homeless person on the street, take a moment, please, to see how many people pretend to ignore their existence. Even the ones that extend charity, right, by offering a bit of change, will rarely make eye contact let alone offer a smile or word of kindness. And of course, there's, there's people like you that do. They have compassion, right? There's, there's, there's something different in those people. And there's the viewpoint held by many that, that showing compassion, we are somehow letting people off the hook for taking personal responsibility for their life. And, and so when I, I've had many conversations about this and, and that's why I'm so passionate about having a compassionate heart and soul, um, and, and, and practicing that, um, because there's, there's different viewpoints on this. And so I, I get it, but there's, there's this thing inside of me that it, it, it really was hard to move on, but let's, really be clear here when we're talking about compassion it's not the same as pity pity is looking down on something and feeling sorry for the suffering of another and then just completely moving on that's what pity is through definition compassion is intrinsically concerned with the elevation of suffering our own and that of others 
It's just 100% true. Those two are so different and we can feel it within us. Authentic compassion strikes us to take responsibility, not only for those we wish to help, but for our own actions. And that is going back to what I was talking about, registering what inflicts pain and what kind of pain have you felt in your life and taking my own action by asking myself that question so I do not inflict that kind of pain on someone else. That's compassion. Research has shown that those among us who are compassionate are far better at achieving goals, as well as correcting our mistakes, misdeeds, meaning that we can see ourselves more clearly and do what's needed to make things better. Through research, the data has shown a tremendous amount of humans that are more goal-oriented and more successful in the areas of their life because they show more compassion. And then, and then you guys, by, by being able to be you know, successful in whatever way that you choose to, you are actually able to raise your own hand and say, you know what, I made this mistake because you're, you're really enduring more truth. And, and I've been, I've been in so many situations, even in my younger life that I look back, I'm like, gosh, what a, what a fool to not just raise my hand and, and say that was me, you know, cause that is compassion that, that is being truthful. And really when I look back, I was embarrassed and my ego, my false self was, was up front and I, I wasn't making things better. I, I, actually made things worse. And I think that we can all raise our hand and say that some sometime down the line, but we were and we did perform that way. Compassion is genuinely caring about others and also recognizing a huge, huge thing that has been a huge billboard on, on my on my forehead that there may be more than one right answer, and it might not always be yours. Whew. That has been tough for me. Because if you come from a state of control, if you come from a state of pain, you, you, you're just like, nope, this is it. No therapy can help me. No, no relationship with the Lord can help me. No mother can help me. Nope, this is the right answer. And I'm noticing that the sincere, genuine compassion comes from caring about others, but also it's about recognizing things of yourself, right? Every single person in our life carries per se baggage, the emotional baggage, the physical baggage. They have scars. They have old wounds. Think of our veterans. Think of everything that those men and women had gone through and what they might be going through now. It's the one thing that jumps in my head when it's talking about old wounds. And sometimes you can see them physically, right? The man that, that, lost, his, that lost his leg in, gun, in gunfire. You know, but then what about the ones that look so perfect, but they were, were standing right next to their buddy that they had trained with for our country and, and seen things that we'll never see in our lifetime. 
This is the stuff that we hold, right? When we harm other people, we also are hurting ourselves. When we are imperfect and making a bad choice does not make us a bad person. We each bear the responsibility to rise above pettiness, hatred, bitterness, resentment, and be the world we long to live in, right? We must learn to be compassionate with ourselves before we can be authentically compassionate towards others. And, and this is so like Instagram uh, worthy right now and all these ins inspirational quotes and, and the hype on all of it, but it truly is just ground rules for living. Ground rules that my kids here more now than ever just because of the walk that I've walked in. And, 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 I'm, and I'm happy about it because I need to know that compassion is, I need, sorry, I need them, them to know that compassion is not the occasional grand gesture. No, it's a way of life. And especially in this household, I'm, I'm sitting in my house right now and, and, and this is part of my happy. This is my sunshine. This is where the, the strength and weaknesses hold. And I gotta know that these little men know that when we harm others, we harm ourselves. You know, when we are imperfect and, and we made a bad choice, it doesn't mean that we're bad human. We must learn to be compassionate with ourselves before we can authentically be compassionate towards others. I mean, again, I'm, I just say those top three again because these are ground rules, right? These are ways to, to, to make ourselves better. Fear grows out of the things we think. It lives in our minds. Compassion grows out of the things we are and lives in our hearts. And that quote is from Barbara Garrison. One that I adore because fear is something that keeps us away. Fear is part of the darkness. Fear is part of the resentment and the bitterness. And if we rejoice in the fear, then we really don't have a lot of room for compassion. And that's why it's hard to be compassionate. People are hesitant or resistant to being compassionate because we're afraid. So when we ask ourselves, why is being compassionate so hard? And why also is self-compassion so hard to achieve? And, and I've, I've experienced that through myself that I was hesitant to have the sincere self-compassion or just compassion uh, because I was afraid. I was afraid of becoming more vulnerable. Like I stated at the very beginning, this is, this is not everyone else's burden. This is not everyone else's thing. But the more that I am aware of my life and my chapter and my season and know that I am imperfect and I am a woman in progress to be my best self, to be the best mother, to be the best friend, to be, the, you know, to just to be mine best i i cannot be afraid of being vulnerable because that's not a weakness and i've i've been told uh through society general speaking that that's not very cool that's that's showing a weakness and it's not a strength that self-compassion will cause us 
to feel the suffering more, you know, and, and that's not true. I was afraid of this and I didn't want to suffer even more by, by, by being vulnerable. Right. And then another reason why I was hesitant or resistant to compassion or self-compassion is protecting myself from, from compassion is often yet another way we try to buffer ourselves from pain. So those two examples are really just part of pain, which is part of the darkness, which is part of the neglect of self to become, right? And so I, I, I know that this is something that we need to move away from um, and acknowledge so we can move toward something. We don't have to always think that we have to suffer. <laughs> we don't always have to fight or flight from it and, and or just get a quick cure. We need to sit in this. How do I, how do you, Julene, how do you, Chris, become more compassionate? And really, when you want to become more compassionate towards others, you got to really point your finger at yourself and like, hey, am I being compassionate towards myself? This, this loving relationship with myself is a thing and it's part of our mental health care and it's, and it's about the, the soul being protected, you know, because if we're jiving and vibing on ourselves, then we can vibe and jive with other people. So four ways that are really easy to practice every single day to boost to become more compassionate with yourself is to, this is my fitness guru part of me speaking, but comfort your body by eating something healthy. And do that every single day and, and feel how it feels afterwards. Does it feel good or does it feel bad? My sister-in-law just spoke to me about supplements. She's like, you know what? Something isn't right in my body. I don't feel right. I feel like I'm putting bad things in my body. And this was just talking about supplements because she's tried every supplement in the world. And I said, why don't you approach this in a more organic and natural way? The natural herbs and spices and oils and roots and bark from what God gave us, indulge in that and, and comfort your body in that and, and show your body compassion, show yourself compassion and not just being part of this world, to, which is greed and power. To, to go to bodybuilding.com, uh, a, a lot of our research is not there. We don't want to be our own advocate. We just want to buy the first thing that we see because it says fat loss, right? Because it says weight loss, because it says no more joint pain. But really, we're not indulging in the organic and natural way because we don't even know what's inside of there. So that was my fitness talk. Um, but another way to become more compassionate is write a letter to yourself. Think of a situation, think of an experience that has caused you to feel so much pain, a divorce, a loss of job, a application denied, a fight with a friend, a death, something that has brought you a lot of pain. Can you write yourself a letter being your best friend. Can you share the greatest words of advice to the woman that lives inside of you? The most important chick 
okay, the most important dude can also be treated well. And that's how we can find compassion. And, and again, this is what my mom said, treat others the way that you would like to be treated. I love writing little love letters to, to friends. I love writing hand, handwritten notes to people. Like that's, that's genuine and that's compassionate. I feel for other people, right? So do that for yourself. It's number three and it's so important but just like I give my clients and just like I give my kids and just like I give my friends encouragement, you need to give yourself encouragement in order to be compassionate, okay? And even though that pain sits, has sat on the driver's side and literally is steering the wheel, you need to put the pain in the passenger seat and put your big girl pants on, put your big boy pants on, and put your hands on the wheel and drive. Drive yourself to encouragement. Drive yourself to the inspirational part of your life. And, it, and it's not always motivating, you guys. We're not always motivated. There's some people that, you know, they're just like, I can't stand winter. I don't like to drive in it. I don't like to be cold. You know, but it's, it's uncomfortable. It's, it's uh, unsettling a little bit. But you just have to to do it. You have to show yourself encouragement. You have to show yourself the the inspiration without motivation sometimes by just doing it cuz we're not always motivated, right? And then number 4 that that has helped me so much in being more compassionate beyond my pain is to practice mindfulness. And that's a whole another topic that we'll get into. I'm going to leave it at that right now, but Let's share with one another what makes someone compassionate. To be compassionate is more than telling someone that you care about them, telling someone that they look good. <laughs> you know, to be compassionate is to feel deeply for another person as they are experiencing their own ups and downs within their life, right? That frame of mind makes it easy to treat others with love, compassion, empathy, understanding. It's, it's almost second nature when you allow yourself to deeply feel. So often I tell myself, put yourself in her shoes. Look at him in the eye right now and put yourself in his shoes. Put yourself in her shoes. That is compassion. That is deeply feeling for another person. Even though you're full of pain, even though you're frustrated, you're annoyed, all those crazy things, that is what is what is supposed to take over, right? And then so so often too, if we let that take over, the bitterness and the resentment, then things get destroyed. They just get destroyed. And and that's not something that I'm I really am willing to walk down again. I, I want to fix it. Um, and if it's not fixable and if it's not salvageable, again, that's a whole nother topic, topic within itself too. But self-compassion has so many benefits, okay? And the number one benefit that I've seen, um, also you guys know that I have been dedicating time to know my brain better and what wavelengths that I, that I function at. And that's me going to brain health restoration uh, because my anxiety and discursive thinking was getting so bad. 
that I wanted to calm that. And of course, I've, I've channeled myself in all these different arenas, my therapy, my spiritual life, my, my, my friend groups, my, my decisions that I've made to seek this compassion. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's crazy. Yeah, I have actually been able to seek self-compassion and I've been able to benefit from this because I'm watching my anxiety levels go down every single day. I'm coping with everything so much better. At the beginning of this podcast and Project You with Cami Craig, we read this devotional that I found from one of my friends that I read all of her devotionals and, and right in there it said, you will not have a stress-free life. You're not gonna have a problem-free life. So, so if I get past that and just know that things are going to work out and especially with, with the human that's, that's motivated and inspired by, by being compassionate and by being a better person and by showing up and being goal-oriented and all these things th that are part of my world, self-compassion is present, right? Why should we practice self-compassion. Self-compassionate people recognize when they're suffering and are kind to themselves at these times, which is another way that we can reduce our anxiety. I am so aware of, of my troubled times. I'm so aware of my pain and I know that I don't have to suffer. I know that I can recognize it and I can, I can feel it and I can be in the flow to the blossom, right? Okay, and, and I know that the benefits of this are, are, are the decrease in that brain chatter and the ego and the false self and the codependency and all the things that don't need to be in our life, you know? And if you're asking yourself if you deserve compassion and if, if other people deserve compassion, the answer is yes. You always deserve self-compassion. And and I don't care in what scenario it is, even if you're getting pissed at yourself because you drove the wrong way and now you're five minutes late or whatever, whatever the scenario may be, you can have kindness. You can be gentle to yourself and, and you can authentically care for yourself and not have that bad self-talk. I talk to Bodhi, my 13-year-old, all the time. You don't always have to be the perfectionist and then the the side effect to perfectionists is the bad negative self-talk. You know, even if you are in the wrong and you have actively harmed someone that you care about, you will need the self-compassion to have enough resources to apologize and mend that relationship or that situation. It's, it's just what happens. And it's just the tool that I've picked up that I know that you're picking up right now that you can apply in your life and you can share with yourself today that you deserve compassion. And the more that you give compassion, that is what makes it easier to give compassion. So the topic at the very beginning, we're like, wait, why is it so hard for me to show compassion? Did you see how this shifted so easily into why we should practice self-compassion? Why self-love is important, right? It's because if we 
know that we deserve self-compassion, we are going to be able to mend and to find, to actively be able to find resources, right? To apologize and, like I said, help the situation, scenarios, relationships that, that we need to. And, and, and really, when we're, when we're talking at a ground level about compassion, there's a huge connection to feel what compassion is. And that's really a thing. I've experienced it my own self. Compassion involves feeling, right? Moved by others. Suffering so that your heart responds to their pain. Literally, you guys, the word compassion means to suffer with. <laughs> and I didn't want to bring that up in the very beginning because it's it's kind of hard to differentiate everything when we're talking about suffering and the battles and the challenges and all that. But really, compassion means to suffer with. So when this occurs, right, with other people, you feel warmth. You feel the care and the desire to help the suffering person that is in front of you in some way, shape, or form. So true story, in this season that I'm talking about, I'm driving away and I'm going to the gym. And I know that it's going to take me longer because the roads are pounded with hot uh, snow and I know that the ice is underneath there. So I'm like, okay, careful. As I'm going down Plum Lane, I look to my left and I see this old man hovered over the shovel, just scraping his driveway away. And I notice instantly that his, that his driveway is a U-shape, right? Like that ha horseshoe, horseshoe shape. And I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, that poor old man. He's out there right now. It's midday. It's gloomy. It's snowing again right now. <laughs> And it's going to take him four hours to do his driveway. And I suffered with him. I don't know if that man was suffering. I, I was attempting to be in his head and to his heart. Um, but I involved my feelings, right, towards his heart. And I was able to literally feel, right? And, of course, that wasn't reciprocated because I wasn't, I wasn't in front of him. Right, But that's also a form of what does compassion feel like? I felt it so strong. And I also know that, that, that getting off the couch and being an elder and um, not being in your prime and not being healthy, snow shoveling is one of the hardest things that you can possibly do. Right? And, and I, my heart just wanted to turn around and take the job over and tell him to go back inside with his beautiful, lovely, and let me do your job. Let me do the suffering, right? And unfortunately, I didn't and I couldn't, but my heart was compassionate towards, towards that scenario, right? And, and I, gotta, I gotta let you know that being compassionate is not a weakness. It's not that you're too emotional, that, that you're, you're weak, that, that, that there's no other word to say it. Like I've heard it so much in my life and I'm finally standing strong for all the people that thought this was a weakness, compassion and 
tolerance really are not a sign of weakness, but a sign of strength in my eyes. And I'm, I'm enjoying the compassionate side coming out of me because I'm able to be in forgiveness and I'm able to be an emotion moving forward and, and not backwards um, because I am seeing what was painful, see, seeing and feeling what was hurtful in my heart, right? And not wanting to let anyone around me feel that, and especially for me. You have control of, of how you do things and how you respond to things. And, and I'm going to end our podcast today about compassion and about why it's so hard to give compassion. And especially if you have a broken heart, you know, um, especially if you're coming from a state of devastation or loss or mourning or grieving, like just know that the hope and the light is within your heart. And it is your responsibility to dig, to heal, to open up, to peel the layers off. That calloused heart of yours can be pure again. It can, it can be restored, you guys. And it's so beautiful. And even in the hardest times, you know, um, I, I'm going to tell you a situation, just even with my bestest mentor influencer in my life I I came across a hard time you know and my heart was unsettled and I, I just felt bad and all the things right it was a real personal experience last week and I of course was getting deep with my mother and my mother my mother's discernment and my mother's advice is is so from a pained heart and so from a calloused heart that she has done her job to to reveal to herself who she really is through through truth and all the things and she reminded me that calmness is a superpower and compassion is your strength i know that you have compassion in your heart right and you have compassion in your heart where other while other people have bitterness in their life yeah and they want to they want to be show that bitterness and that pain and they want to reflect that um but that's not your job you know and so this is the text that came through and and really really helped me in situations to to find compassion and to find calmness in your heart Women weren't created to do everything a man can do. Women were created to do everything a man can't do. The lioness does not try to be the lion. She embraces her role as the lioness. She is powerful. She is strong and nurturing. She does not mistake her meekness for weakness. The world needs more kind, compassionate, humble, faithful, Preserving, confident, fierce, bold, pure, and tender-hearted women. My mother says, be one of them. <laughs> it's so cool, you guys, to, to really rejoice in, in, in the reflection of compassion. And I thank you so much for sitting with me and sitting with yourself, most importantly, and developing and discovering what it is inside your heart 
that showcases the challenge, the pain, the battles, the hardship, and how you will deal with those and how you will unlayer and, and, and uncallous and how you will be a compassionate person toward yourself and towards other people. Today, the world is in greater need of authentic compassion than ever before. Just like my mother stated, the world needs more kind, compassionate, humble, faithful, preserving, confident, fierce, bold, pure, and tender-hearted women. And I'll, and I'll say it again here. The world is in greater need of you being authentic and compassionate more than ever. Not only for those within your immediate circle, you guys, okay? Your people, your sphere of influence, your audience, your, your you know, on a, on, a, on a scale of one to 10, one, two, and three are your closest. Those are not always the people that you have to be authentically compassionate towards, right? We can extend ourselves to help others, to love others. We can see past the differences. We all have different opinions. We all have different personalities. We all are so uniquely different. And I truly do believe that it doesn't have to be our one, two, three sphere of influence and, and circle of trust. But I do believe every single living human being deserves authentic compassion. So I challenge you to rejoice in, in the top four ways of, of, of how you can be more self-compassionate towards self and allow that to, to be an extension of you towards every single human being around you, even through the frustration and annoyances and, uh, and uncomfortable situations that you might come across. You will be a passenger in this life or you'll be a driver. You're going to let your pain sit in the front seat behind the wheel or you're going to shove that sucker over to the passenger seat. This is your life. This is your season. This is your chapter. This is your journey. And you got to decide right now, are you going to be a compassionate human or a hateful human? Are you going to be a follower or are you going to be a leader? Passenger, driver. I am so stoked that we got to have this real talk today. This is what I like to call raw emotion and coming from pain, coming from hardship, just like I shared in my podcast before this one. Uh, number 77, is he cheating? That's just part of my story. And, and through my story, I've had to learn more self-compassion, which has led me to be more compassionate to other people. I pray for you, I honor you, and most of all, I love you. As a, as a sister in Christ, I, I'm here for you, and I want you to know that you're not alone. We can take every single topic, and we can throw that in, in a scenario, in a situation, in a challenge in our life, and we can grow. We can grow individually, and then we can grow collectively, and, and then we can walk outside of our doors and be more of the imperfect, but yet so much better human every single day. Until next time, you guys. My obedience 
determines my outcome. My discipline determines my destiny. My faith determines my focus.